Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, this beat hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this don't go, this don't go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin' drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf. top shelf. With a flavor so hot, but you will not melt. Not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. <laughs> Moving in our own lane, no parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. For your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have a help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. Everything else. It's on a podcast. What's poppin', ladies and gentlemen? We thank you for taking the time to tune into sleep, the sports life and everything else podcast, where sports life and entertainment collide. Presented by the Away Team and coming to you from the top shelf, this is Season 5, Episode 4. My name is Michael Roberts, a.k.a. Mike on the Mic, and if it ain't all good, make it that way. We've got my co-host, Taylor Suber here. Yo, what's up? Taylor, how how you feeling? Doing good. How are everybody doing? I'm doing great. Straight, straight, man. It was raining a little bit earlier. It's getting a little chillier outside. The, the, the summer is behind us, but uh, autumn, fall, or whatever you want to call it, it's autumn now. Yeah, we 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 pushing forward one way or the other. Mm-hmm. We've got producer extraordinaire One Will E handling the boards. What up? What? E, what's up with you? How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh. You know, I'm chilling, watching this game day. You know, it's good. Sunday is back. Yeah, yeah. Back into that normal Sunday routine. Yeah, yeah. Red zoning it up. I'll leave the scores and opinions to y'all and hop in accordingly, but I'm. it's good to be in the building with my boys. No doubt, no doubt. Say less. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four Y-O-U. Subscribe and listen to new or old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Samsung Podcasts, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. Kindly subscribe to the YouTube page, like episodes, leave comments, show love, show hate. We here for it all. Tell a friend to tell two friends about us. If you haven't already done so, look up sleepersforyou.com, the hub for all things sleep-related. And we've got two top fives for y'all this evening. Have you seen, have you heard, the common sense space. And of course, we've got all that good sports talk and coverage that makes this the top shelf. Our showtime is 5.50. So let's spin. We're going to start off this week's show talking about, of course, the hometown Eagles, who this uh, afternoon, squared off with the Washington Commanders. Just a little bit of a ride down 95 in Washington. And the Eagles were able to uh, dust them off fairly easily after putting up 24 points in the first half and not needing to score again for the rest of the game. We're going to have to seriously address this whole uh, scoring high in the first half and tailing off in the second half thing very soon because once they start squaring off with teams that are better than the teams they've been playing it's going to get rough is it me or did the roles reverse remember they would always have the slow start and then would have to catch up 
yeah. in the end. Yeah. And it'd be driving you nuts like, damn. So now they're putting the points on the board in the first half. And then the second half, they just like, all right, you know, we, we, we all right. I don't know. I, I get it. I hear you. And it's it's it's, it's troubling. As, as nice as it is to see next to the Eagles that there's a 3-0 and record, it's like they still got things they got to work on. They still got to get some things together. But Jalen Hurts played well today. He put up over 300 yards with a total of 340 on 22 for 35 passes, three touchdowns. Miles Sanders chipped in 15 carries for 46 yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we get to the receiving, Devontae Smith burst onto the scene with eight catches for 169 yards and a touchdown. Mm. A.J. Brown was very reliable with good hands, bringing in five catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard chipped in the third touchdown uh, off of three catches for 26 yards. So, uh, you know, offensively and honestly defensively, the Eagles played really well today. The defense Smashed them, smashed them. Cause they had about seven, eight sacks or Not, something like nine, that. Nine, nine sacks. sacks. I mean, it was basically one of them games where, um, you know, I mean, what we say back in the day was to play the um, the video game. We this is this is one of them games we get your stats up. You know yeah, I mean? so yeah. Car- had the stats. You know what I mean? Car- Carson Wentz was playing from his back. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, they was getting sacks. They was uh, they didn't get no picks, but you know, one of the games we can get a whole bunch of sacks. All right, man, now it's your turn now. All right, no, 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 you go going going and get one now. That's kind of what it was with the with the nine sacks and uh, and they were able to force a fumble. Yeah, they forced the fumble. Uh, Hassan Reddick, I saw that play. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a masterful performance by the defense in the past two weeks, only giving up, I mean, not giving up any um, double digit the last two weeks. You know? mm-hmm. Both these teams proved that they, uh, Minnesota proved they can score in the first week and this week, and then uh, Washington proved they can score in the first two weeks, but to hold them to basically uh, eight points, and that gar- that was a garbage touchdown. It I, was. And I missed the um, the safety. I was um, I out. missed that too. I, I was taking a nap. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> the, 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 the point that y'all, like, even though you're only scoring you haven't scored in the second half. You don't need it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like y'all can just idle it down. That's how how defeated you've 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 defeated you've you've beaten down these teams. I mean, you beat down Minnesota last week. Minnesota had a chance to score within the last 13, 14 seconds. They just gave up. Like, nah, we straight. Like, no, we're, we're just we're just gonna chalk it up. Yeah, we're just gonna chalk it up. And that's what it looked like with this Washington game. They just get like they just gave up. Like, yo, we every time they were getting close, they just they just couldn't punch it in. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So the Eagles are actually beating you know I mean be, beating people's wills. You know what I mean? Beating so, teams in the submission. Yeah, beating teams in submission, <laughs> which, which is fine. I mean, that's what you want to do early. But oh. remember, we're still early in the season. Yeah. Uh, the offense is technically, I would say they were coming out of the preseason because no one ever played in the preseason. So week four, week five, week six, you'll start seeing teams round out. You know what I mean? That's, you know, that, you know, score, you know, scoring more points. You know what I mean? You might see more longer, not longer runs, but I'm glad that the Eagles are doing I'm glad, and I'm glad that they're showing that Devontae Smith, who's a really good receiver, that catch on the sideline was amazing. The yep. touchdown grab was good. The Eagles have come a long way from the Alshon Jeffrey, the old Deshaun Watson and this, this, you mean, these, you mean these Deshaun guys, Jackson? Deshaun Jackson, that's the one. You know, all those bum receivers they had a couple two years ago that they were trying to pump to you, like, oh no, these guys are good. No, these are no. real receivers right now. These are young men that can, you know, they, they got hands. They trying to prove themselves. They can't even get the ball to uh, Watkins because the other two guys are so good. So and Goddard, yeah, and Goddard, he, what yeah. three catches again today? Yeah, yeah I think last week was five. Yeah, you know took I mean? one so, to the house. Yeah, so they got they they got a plethora of receivers that can just feed. 
one game. So he got nine catches this game. That next week, AJ Brown can get it back in, or, or, yeah. or Quez Watkins. So they pretty much have a full receiving core. Whereas a couple years ago, it was just like depleted. You were like, oh, why do we got guys out there running out, running that? That, that I can't even name the guy. That's how terrible. That's how terrible the guy. I don't even remember the guys' names no more. This Greg, is, Greg Ward and all those guys yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These guys are real receivers. This is literally uh, the <laughs> best receiving core I've seen in my life. Too. Yeah, this is the best one that, that I've seen the Eagles had in in, in years. Ever since the To stuff, that was like damn near fifteen years ago. So this is a real receiving core. You know, what I mean, guys that can move to the slot, to the outside, from one side to the to the other, in motion and stuff like that. I, I like with the uh, the creativeness of the offense, and it's still gelling. Like they're still yeah. getting better. Jalen uh, Hurts is still has not even meet, met his full potential yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's still getting better. Like I'm glad this week he didn't rely so much on the, on his feet. He was actually throwing the ball downfield, which is what I said before this season. Like he has to be able to be in that pocket and throwing down. He threw another pass down the uh, field. It was incomplete to AJ Brown, but it let people know like yo, I can I can get it. I can throw 40, 50 yards if, yeah, yeah. if, if need be. You know what I mean? So it, that keeps the defense honest. You know and he mean? looks comfortable back there in the pocket. Yeah, the what offense line is great. I think Landon Dickerson went out, but he was questionable during the week. So uh-huh. They probably just gave him a break and probably said, listen, we're going to bring you back next week. But the offensive line is, is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They got probably a top, forget five, top two or three offensive line in the league. You know what I mean? Right now from left tackle to right tackle, all those guys are, are solid. You know mm, I mean? That's all, a beautiful all, thing. All those guys are solid. Yeah, Having a top O front and yeah. a top D front. Mm-hmm. That's that's the makings of something something special for your season. Yeah, the defensive line looks really good. Looks like Fletcher Cox has gotten drunk in the fountain. I think he got about three or four sacks already this year. Brandon Graham has still got the motor. Yeah, uh, I saw Josh Sweat. He had a sack today. Hassan Reddick finally got his sack. Hargrove, who had almost nine sacks last year, he got his fight. He so I like the uh, the the interior, the front, the front uh, seven. And we're not T- even talking T- about the young man they just got. Who? Uh, what's my name? Uh, uh, the guy from Georgia. Oh, he can't get on the, he can't get on the field because exactly. Edwards is playing so well. TJ Edwards, he had a sack today. He's yeah. playing very well today. Kazir White, who's really a really uh, sideline to sideline a linebacker, who they finally hit on a one year uh, contract linebacker. They found they, they finally did it with this guy. He's actually he actually <laughs> can play. So they got two linebackers. That's why um, well, White can't get. I'm not White. That's why uh, Dean can't get on the field because those Kobe two Dean, yeah. those two guys are playing so well. But you and know, Jordan Davis, yeah, yeah, and Jordan Davis on the defensive line. He's he, he's 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 the reason why no one can run on run. They can't you can't, you can't run on the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so the defense, they were actually talking about. I read an article about that last week. Yeah, yeah. So the front seven. About is, how big of a difference it makes against the run game when he's on the field. Yeah, the front seven is, is really, really solid, which makes this the secondary play well. I was a little skeptical about Bradbury. He's playing very well. Slay had the big game last weekend and had another good game this week. Yeah. This week, and the safeties are playing good. Epps and uh, and Chauncey Gardner. He's playing very well today too. So, so cohesive, cohesively together, the team is playing well. And I'm you know I'm looking forward to see what they do against Jacksonville next week. So yeah, you know, yep. and then. So on and so on for the rest of the season. See, so, see but, where it goes from there. Yeah, right. And after all the injuries they've had the past two or three seasons, this year they're they're just there hasn't been any injuries. Yeah, they're, they're kind of breezing through, with yeah. the exception of a couple of offensive line guys that are in and out. Um, they've kind of been holding it together, especially yeah. your guy, uh, Mister Hamstring. Who? Miles. Well, Miles is like I said, he's 
he's he's he's doing like I said, he he ran tough today. He didn't have a, a big run today, but he held it in. I think he had like what seventeen carries for 50, 50 or the thirteen carries. Let me see what he had. Thirteen carries for like fifty one yards. He had a hard, you know, it's, it's hard running against. He that had a fifteen carries for forty six yards. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to run up against those um, those two um, defensive tackles, Allen and um, Payne from the Alabama boys. So, but. They ran. They they threw. They threw on 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 a depleted secondary. The secondary is, is depleted. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. and and there's no chase. Um, chase Young rushing the passer. So they did. That was this was good game plan. I'll give Nick Sirianni and the offensive um um the offensive uh, coordinator. coordinator. I give them credit for uh having a good good game plan. So this is what you're supposed to do. Every week is not supposed to be the same, which is kind of like with the old coach staff. It just kept doing the same thing over yeah, and over and yeah. over and over again. Come on, man. You have to. You, every, you got to make changes. Yeah, you gotta every adjust. team is not the same. You know what I mean? So you know that you got two really stout defensive tackles in there. So you got to go over the top. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now next week. Jacksonville has, you know, at Jacksonville is just, you know, they're okay. You know what I mean? But you, you can probably do a whole lot of stuff with Jacksonville, but you got to be careful because they do have, you know, very fast linebackers. So maybe you might not want to uh, run Jalen Hurts next week because one of those linebackers are probably going to spy him. So yeah. everything, every week it looks like they're prepared to uh, go on the field and, uh, and and make and make plays. You know what I mean? So whereas before, you would, like he was saying, they would be down 7 nothing or 13 nothing early. And then they would come back because the team they were going against had no business being up that early either way. Yeah, the Eagles yeah. are coming out suffocating people early, so I like I, mean, I like what they're doing. I mean, you're not three and zero for nothing, and you know after uh, Jacksonville, you'll get a couple of playoff teams back to back, and we'll, we'll see if the Eagles are you know that that team, and they get an early bye week this week, so you're going to see what the team is on the back end of the season when you're playing games and games and games back to back with no breaks. So we'll see. And speaking of Jacksonville, it looks like uh, from what I'm seeing right now and what I've seen over the past couple of weeks, they're not just going to be a cakewalk. No, Jacksonville is a team that I can see the Eagles get trapped on. Now I'm not going to say they're going to win, but Jacksonville is a, is a whole different team. They got a better Doug Peterson is what Jacksonville needed. Now he was Doug Peterson wide is welcome here, but I think down there they don't know what the hell they're doing down there in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson does know what he's doing. He knows more than what they know that they don't know what they're doing. They, yeah, they, yeah. they hired Urban Meyer. That was a disaster. You know what I mean? You, you're you drafting quarterbacks. You don't even know if they can even play and you're trading them after two or three years. You're drafting receivers. You're getting, he at least knows what he's doing and he runs the West Coast offense. Something that Jacksonville probably hasn't ran Ever, yeah, you know I mean, so he's a guy that can get them some stability. Now we don't know what happened three or four years later from from now, but they need a stability coach, and I think that's what Trevor Lawrence needs. So we'll see what Jacksonville does next week. I think that's going to be a pretty good game too. That's in Philly. Well, right now they're up twenty uh, something, twenty two to ten, yeah. against the Chargers. They're they're a tough team. They're a tough team. They got two really solid runners, Etienne and um, James Robinson. So. Yep. And uh, the receiver Christian Kirk looks like to be a really good offensive line. I mean, good uh, uh, offensive weapon that they're using. So. I had my eye on him coming into this season, <clears throat> getting out of uh, Arizona. Yeah, the, the Eagles, the Eagles uh, wanted to sign him, but you know Jacksonville overpaid him, which was sometimes what you have to do. So. That's okay. We'll take AJ Brown. Yeah, it's not a bad went, consolation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then they went to AJ Brown. They ended up being better off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on from the Eagles game, the Miami Dolphins squared off with the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East showdown of the two teams that we feel like have the best chance of winning the division. And it was down in Miami. And uh, Miami was able to get the win, 21-19, to advance to 3-0. Drops Buffalo to 2-1. The game came down to a last-second play. Unfortunately, Josh Allen was not able to hit his his receiver on an out route in the end zone. uh, The ball got thrown short, so they fell short. But Josh Allen did have a good game. He went 42 for 63. Wow, he threw the ball a lot for 400 yards and two touchdowns. 
He was also the leading rusher with eight carries for 47 yards, followed by Zach Moss with four catches or four carries for 46 yards. The leading receiver in terms of catches was Devin Singletary out of the backfield. He had nine catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. And Stefan Diggs chipped in seven catches for 74 yards with Gabe. Followed by Gabe Davis, who chipped in three catches for 37 yards. But like I said, it just it wasn't enough. Uh, Tua Tagovaila <clears throat> went 13 for 18 for 186 yards and a touchdown. Chase Edmonds led on the ground with six carries for 21 yards. Uh, but, you know, the Dolphins, they they just they had too much firepower today. And uh, they were able to outlast the Bills. So they take over first place in the AFC East. Taylor, did you... Uh, Catch yeah. this game. Yeah, that was the only game I was looking forward to this weekend. Two or early two and teams squaring off. I wanted to see if the Bills, because Bills, they they caught a lot of they caught. I mean, a lot of bodies from that uh, Monday night game got hurt. Micah Hyde's out for the season. Yep, Jordan uh, Phillips was out. Uh, Ed Oliver's out. Uh, not somebody else got hurt too. The corner he got put put off the field with the ambulance. So they were starting three. Mm. Rookie, they were starting two rookie corners, the one for Villanova and the one from Florida. So I kind of thought that Miami was going to, uh, you know, you know, uh, but they kept it rather close and stuff like that. But um, uh, I, I kind of felt that um, I saw this. Well, I took Miami on the points when um <laughs> during during the week because it was six points and I said it was six points for uh, Buffalo. I said nah, Miami got this game. They they're they either cover or win, and so I, w- I was right about that. Got, hey. got me a couple dollars. But Miami is play, playing very very well. The defense is very very stingy. Um, the offense still still not running the ball like that like they should be, but he's uh, Tua is being you know accurate, making it getting the balls to whoever's open. Yeah, you know I mean, so now, uh, I, I did see in the highlight that Tua went out of the game with a concussion. Did he come back? Yeah, he came back in. Okay, yeah, he came back in. But uh, Miami played well. Like I said, the defense is the defense is actually underrated. So um, they I think they picked off. No, they they didn't pick him. Um, What's, uh, they, they Josh Allen, Josh. no, he didn't yeah. throw any interceptions. Yeah, but uh, I, I just remember they, the him being, you know, un, under duress. I'll just say, yeah. But it, it was, it was a solid game. You know, they play each other later on in the year, but it's good for Miami to get that early win right now because they're playing like a, a bottom schedule. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, you want to get as much win as you can early, so you get yourself in the playoffs, and then you'll see what happens in the playoffs. But I like that Buffalo's kind of, you know, just bring them back a little bit, you know, because they're going to be playing some tougher games this year. So uh, and plus it was hot as hell down in, in Miami. I saw. Guys, they were gassing. Yeah, yeah. They were gassed down there. You know I mean, I don't know why either team don't run the ball more, but you know that may be like some uh, uh, the philosophy with the offense or whatever. But um, yeah, it, it was a good game. But I was looking forward to that game, and you know, I was, I was, I was entertained. No doubt, no doubt. So getting out of that, uh, we're gonna get into Baltimore, who squared off with New England, and we're able to get a, a win, uh, thirty-seven to twenty-six, to advance to two and one. The Patriots dropped to one and two. Lamar Jackson threw for four touchdowns, two to Mark Andrews, one to DuVernay, and one to Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson also got 100 yards rushing on the ground yep. off 11 carries, and he was able to get a, a scoring touchdown. So he uh, uh, yeah, accounted five for five touchdowns yeah. today. Mm-hmm. So that was a big big day for him. On the flip side, Mac Jones looked like he was having some struggles. He threw for over 300 yards with 320. Threw for three interceptions, no touchdowns, and it it just it was tough sledding for him. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who's a young guy that they've been trying to incorporate into the offense as a running back, uh, had a pretty good game. 12 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown, but uh, ultimately it just wasn't enough. 
So uh, Baltimore advances to two and one, and like I said, New, New England falls to one and two. And there ain't too many people around here with love, you know, that got love for the Patriots anyway. You know, nah, a nah, that's that, that's a fact. You gotta go up a little further north to to, to get some love for the Patriots, but uh. Uh, the, the price for for Baltimore for for Baltimore's quarterback Lamar Jackson just keeps going up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they ain't gave that dude his money yet. Nah. Nope. And and the price keeps going up. Even if he oh gets hurt, God. the price keeps going up. You know what I mean? Because let's just say if he gets hurt, kind of like what Dak did, and the team Dak, goes down yeah. the toilet, the price still goes up. You know what I mean? Because after I left, you know what I mean, the team wasn't was wasn't even competitive. Anymore, exactly. So. When I was there, yeah. we was at a uh, you know I mean? two and one. <laughs> then I went down, and y'all lost all the rest of the games. When I was running the block, you know what I mean? We had, we had, we, we had everything busting, you know what I mean? But when I got locked up, y'all was getting robbed, you know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. the, the other corner boys down, and they took your block over. But when I was out there, you know what I mean? My, my guns was busting, you know what I mean? So that, that's basically what Lamar Jackson got right now. When I'm here, we win, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, we have running back, but I'm always the leading rusher, you know what I mean? Just like I was last week and now this week again. I'm throwing four touchdowns to all my receivers, whether it be the tight end or Devin DuVernay, who... I got who replaced um, Hollywood Brown. So whoever's out here that I'm throwing the ball to, they're getting the ball. So it's not my fault. You know what I mean? So y'all going to have to pay me. You know what I mean? So As Marlo said on the wire, when I was in charge of the store, yeah. everything was good. Everything, everything was, was clicking. Exactly. I made sure of that. Yeah, so... He's, he's doing what he got to do. He's not complaining. You know what I mean? He got the win up in New England today. So, uh, he's doing his thing. And I think what they put up, was it, how, what's the score again? 41? 37-26. 37-26. They scored 35 last week. Now, even though they lost last week. So, he's putting up points. You know what I mean? So, that team is very, very good. The defense is not the same, even though they had a couple turnovers today. But the the defense does give up um, a, a lot of yards. This, this is this is way from, this, this ain't uh, Ray Lewis and and, and uh, Ed Reed, Ed Reed and, and back in the day, Chris McAllister and all those guys those days are dead this 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 defense gives up you know gives up some yard they pass rush is still not where they want to be that's why they went and signed to jason pierre paul a couple days ago so they got to get that defense uh especially on that back end a little, little bit better but uh Ooh, Baltimore's doing, yeah who, who t sizzle oh yeah until Terrell sucked back in the day yeah like they they always had a linebacker but now they don't really they don't have that guy anymore that scares you anymore but they got to get that defense back up to snub but uh lamar jackson got that team you know uh, he, he you got know, the offense two, running. Yeah, yeah, two, two and one right now, and he got got him. You know, at the, at somewhere at the top of the division, so he, he's maintaining right now. So I can salute Lamar Jackson. But I said before the year, the Patriots are going to be trash. This is and I, and, I, and I saw Mac Jones running off the well, not running off the field, limping off the field, couldn't put no weight on one of his foot oh, on his no. legs. So I don't know what's up with that, but oh, that was no. that was at the very very end, like last play of the game. He was he was limping off the field. So we'll we'll see how long that with the, with the Patriots go. Yeah, might, definitely. Might, might be in a toilet. It might be downhill for them from here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to finish up our direct NFL talk with uh, discussing an NFC North matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. This actually ended up being a pretty close game, uh, but Detroit just was not able to uh, get it uh, to where they wanted. They fell to the, uh, the Vikings 28 to 24. Oh man, I had hopes for them this year, man. So their uh, their record drops to one and two, and Minnesota advances to two and one. Jared Goff went twenty five for forty one, two hundred seventy seven yards, one touchdown and one interception. Uh, on the ground game, they were able to get a little something going with a Jamal Williams, who had oh, Williams. twenty carries for eighty seven yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, DeAndre Swift didn't do too much, but, you know, when you got Jamal Williams cooking, you got to ride with the, with the hot hand. Yep. Uh, on the passing note, Josh Reynolds had six catches for 96 yards. St. Brown had six catches for 73 yards. And DJ Chark ended up, uh, chipped in three catches for 46 yards. On the Vikings side of the ball, Kirk Cousins had some success today, going 24 for 41, 260 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Dalvin Cook almost crossed the 100 yards. He had 17 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown, Before he got although hurt. he did go out with a so- <laughs> shoulder injury, so we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled to see what happens with that. But Alex Madison came in, and he got a touchdown, got into the end zone as well, off of seven carries for 28 yards. Uh, passing, K.J. Osborne had five catches for 73 yards and a touchdown, and A.J. Thielen got the other touchdown off of six catches for 61 yards. Taylor's boy, Irv Smith Jr., was able to get two catches for 32 yards, and Justin Jefferson was down at the bottom of the barrel with three catches for 14, so he's going to have to get off the schneid. Yeah, yeah. Last two weeks, but, you know, unrememberable for him. But yeah. Vikings are trying to, you know, uh, uh, they got, they, you know, they, I, like I said, they're offensively talented. Um, defensively, you know, they, 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 I think they're good now. Like I said, I think they're, it's going to be in them and the Packers in that division. So they did what they had to do to beat uh, Detroit. Detroit is just still just going through the motions. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. But, uh, you know, uh, Minnesota, um, you know I mean? As long as you get the win, doesn't matter who gets the ball. Uh, you know, you, you just want to get the win, and then you're on to the next week. So they got the win. They came back from the Monday night disaster. So we'll see what happens after, uh, you know, um, uh, this week uh, that, that they just had. You know what I mean? So, so like I said, solid game as long as you get the win. Division division wins are always, you know, they're not, they're not always easy. They can eat all, don't matter what the records are. You they can, they can kind of go either way, way yeah, because yep. mm-hmm. you just have so much familiarity with the other team. Yep. But uh, it, it was good to – well, not really good because I'm not a Vikings fan, but – uh, it was positive for Vikings fans to see them bounce back after that rough game on Monday yeah. against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Got ramsacked. Yeah, man. All right, all right. Well, for our first edition of Top 5, we're going to take y'all back. We're going to take you back, yeah. back in the day, to a position that, unfortunately, at this point in time, is kind of uh, phased out. But do you remember fullbacks? Because we remember fullbacks. And once upon a time, fullbacks oh, were a very important part and aspect of the game. Blocking for the running back, blocking for the quarterback. Um, you know, sometimes in the goal line, they would get a uh, little one or two, three-yard runs to try to get into the end zone. They would catch out of the backfield if you had the right guy. Sometimes they would get like six or seven carries a game. Every yeah, time. yeah. Every now and again. If you had a running back who uh, could handle the ball and wasn't yeah. giving it up. Because they weren't really the most known for their hands and running the ball. They were more the blocking backs. But more, most teams used to use them as like they would have their course, you know, their quote unquote work done, you know, their scat back. But they would use the running back, they would use the fullback as their quote unquote power back. That's very true. Every, every once in a while, you know, depending on what true. team it was. Yeah, they yes, sir. probably was a running back in college, but when they got to NFL, they probably had the speed. But you know, they still would give them the ball and then they, go out there and get us uh, on that third and three. Go out there and get that get that four yards. Uh huh. Go go make that happen. Get us that first down. Yeah, so we don't have to get our, our young talented, you know, our Marshall Falk or whatever. You we have to get them banged up in the face or nothing like that. So yes, sir. They, they were like the a quote unquote battering ram at one point. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So this week we're going to be showing love to the fullbacks from back in the day. Yeah, because this is R.I.P. season for the fullbacks now. Yeah. No, no, 
It's like three teams with a fullback. Eagles ain't have a fullback in almost a decade. Yeah, it's, it's over for that. It's, yeah. it's definitely being phased out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we just want to show them some love. So we're going to be listing off the top five fullbacks of our lifetime. Because when me and Taylor were growing up, they were still a very important part of the game. Yeah, in the 90s, that's every, every like I said, everybody had a fullback. Yeah, it was important. If you didn't have a fullback, it was going to hurt your rushing game. All right, so at number five uh, on my list, I'm going to go with William Floyd. Mm, number 41. Who played with the 49ers and the Panthers from 94 to 2000. He was the first rookie in NFL history to score three touchdowns in a playoff game. And he got a ring in 95 when the Niners beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl, which coincidentally is the first Super Bowl party I remember being at. We hosted it at the crib, and it was a wonderful time. I was glad to see Steve Young get a ring, uh, Jerry Rice, but more more so Steve Young because he was my favorite quarterback growing up. I used to mess with that white boy. But, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be my number five guy, William Floyd. William Floyd, was, he, he was nice, man. He was another one. He was a running back in college and then came to the NFL and said, listen, we got Ricky Williams. I mean, you're going to have to line up at the top, brother. Uh-huh. So, number four, I'm going to take it to a guy who uh, – he might not be the most popular name in this area. And to be honest, growing up, I hated this cat, man. But it's going to be Daryl Moose Johnston. And I hated him growing up mostly because he was a cowboy. But also, he was good. So I blocked that out for, you know, a long time. But looking back on what he did, you can't deny his impact. And I mean, he blocked for the man who has the most rushing yards in NFL history, Emmitt Smith. Yep. Although their O-line was ridiculous too, but Moose played a big part. Ultimately, ended up getting three chips and was selected to two Pro Bowls. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be my number four guy. He's currently in the booth. You can catch him commentating on games. Commentated the game today for the Eagles. No, nah, that, was, that, was, that wasn't him. That was uh, Schlereth. That was Schlereth today? Yeah, Schlereth really? was in the booth with... Uh, some other guy. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I do know Moose Johnson does a lot of the Eagles games, a lot of the 1 o'clock games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Number three on my list, I'm going to take it uh, up north to Green Bay, and he went by the name of William Henderson. <laughs> 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 William Henderson, number th- I think it's 33. <laughs> yeah, he played for the Packers wow. his whole career. And he led the way for some great backs from mm-hmm. Ed- Edgar Bennett to Dorsey Levins and Amon Green. And he got a ring in 97 when the Packers beat the Patriots yeah. behind uh, Brett Favre, who we were talking about in the pre-show. <laughs> but we're not going to go there right now about Brett. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, William Henderson, he, he was a, a big name at that point in time, and the Green Bay Packers had a good team. So that's going to be my number three guy. Number two, I'm going to take it to a guy that I guess you would kind of uh, expect to be the name that's mentioned when you talk about a top fullbacks list, especially about this particular t- uh, era. But it's going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks, Mike Allstott. Oh. He played for the Bucks from 96 to 07. And uh, when they came out with the Allstate slogan for a while, they applied it to him. You're in mm. good hands with Allstott. Mm. Uh, he blocked for the great work done. Michael Pittman, senior, obviously. And uh, briefly, Cadillac Williams, among others who came and went down there. He was a three-time first-team All-Pro and selected to six Pro Bowls. He got a ring in 03 when they beat the Raiders. And his name, in my opinion, is synonymous with the word fullback. For a while in the league, uh, he was a force. He I, Was he on the a cover of a Madden one year? Who? Mike Allstott. Uh, I, 
I don't know. I think he might have gotten a cover. He may have. I might do the do the research. I had to look into that. Maybe I don't know. I, I mean, he he was that boy. He was one of uh, John Madden. One of the people he used to ride. He used to ride his tip all crazy. Yeah, back when Madden used to commentate with Summerall, they was mm-hmm. all about Mike Allstar. Oh, Mike Allstar. He's always saying boom, his boom, name. Boom, 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 boom. But uh, I might be getting him confused with Peyton Hillis because I do know he was on he a, was a cover. On there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he was the white shadow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I> love him. <laughs> oh man, I would close it out with number one. Uh, he he went to a few teams, but he was a force everywhere he went. Uh, he was productive. Uh, he was able to, uh, to to get his teams to the next level. He never got a ring, but his name is Lorenzo Neal. And he's he's considered one of the best blocking fullbacks in NFL history. He was, I could have sworn he got a ring. I don't think he did. I, I didn't catch it in my research, but I'm, I'm going to get back to when he got close. Uh, he led the way for a thousand yard running back in 11 straight seasons, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, uh, that includes Adrian Morrell, yep. Warwick Dunn, yep. Eddie George, and the Danian Thomason, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. And if you remember on the Music City Miracle, Lorenzo Neal picked up the ball. Handed it to Frank Wycheck, who yeah. threw it across the field to Kevin Dyson, mm-hmm. and he scored the game-winning touchdown. They yeah. did go to the bowl that year, but they lost to the Rams. Mm. The, the first uh, Super Bowl for the greatest show on turf. And uh, he was a, a two-time first-team All-Pro, a four-time Pro Bowler, and selected to the All-Decade team for the 2000s. Lorenzo Neal was the truth, man. Yeah, man. He played for, like, what, about 16, 17 years, man? Yeah, he played for about six or seven different teams, too. Yeah, man, he was, but he was always, like, that lead bull, like, wow, he'd he take you out, and then your running back would get 14, 18, 20, somebody. He was the the, the ultimate crash dummy back in the day. He would yeah. just, just, just abuse his body. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I hope he's doing fine. I hope he's doing okay right now. Yeah, I hope he don't got CTE. Yeah, man. He, he, he was he was he was the ultimate ultimate when you thought about fullback that's what you thought about Lorenzo Neal yeah man no matter what team he was on like you said always a thousand yards yeah he got yeah. him the ultimate crash dummy he, yo he, I, he would literally like wipe people out like he was come he he wasn't taking out one he would he would take out two people you know what I mean matter of fact I believe he's actually doing pretty well right now because he hosts a podcast oh for real that's yeah. what's up I know his son was uh, was playing he had the same name of course Lorenzo Neal Lorenzo Jr. 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 I think. He's on man, NFL, maybe on a practice squad or something like that. But yeah, I, I, I remember when I saw his name, I said, I remember your dad, man. The, your dad was the truth back in the day. Man. Yeah, man. Lorenzo Neal was that boy back in the day. I remember when he played for San Diego. <laughs> yeah, he's blocking for LT. Yeah, no, I, I, was he on that LT? I gotta, I gotta look and see. Was he on that team when? Um, no, I don't think he, I don't think he was on that team when. Um, they won that when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the 49 I don't think he was on that. No, no, no. He wasn't on that team when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the 49ers. He yeah. didn't come till till much L- later. later. On. Okay, all right. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for my five. So I'll pass it over to Taylor so he can list off his top five fullbacks of our lifetime. Oh man, I, I used to love this one guy right here. This guy, uh, he had like the regular face mask, you know what I mean? But he was a fullback. You know what I mean? He had the single bar joint, but he Ooh. played for Kansas City and then I think he went to the Jets. I mean, he went to the Jets and started catching wreck. I, I know put, who you're talking put about. Put some respect on Tony Richardson. Tony Richardson. <laughs> oh, Tony Richardson was nice. He, 
uh, catching balls out the backfield. He was a guy, I think he was like number 49 or something like that, which is, which is like not a, a, a number that people use back in the day, but he would get carries back and he would, they would get him like eight, nine, 10 carries a game. You know what I mean? To, uh, you know, just to, you know, change the pace a little bit. But Tony Richardson was my guy back in the day. And uh, he was one of those finesse, pa- uh, finesse up um, um, fullbacks. You know, Lorenzo Neal more like hard nose yeah. running people over. Uh, Tony Richardson was more of a, he'll, he'll, he'll brush you off. You know what I mean? And, or, or push a guy out of bounds or something like that. But he would get carries too, and he would catch the and ball. And he would like catch the, the ball to Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I was, I, I was, I like, I like Tony Richardson back in the day. That, that was my guy. Uh, number four, who this list was created. I was Taylor was watching college football yesterday, you know, cruising through the, um, you know, through the football game. And I saw a halftime show and I said, wait a minute, is that Howard Griffin? <laughs> oh, Howard Griffin. I had to put him on the list, man. He, he was always Ooh. stealing touchdowns from Terrell Davis up in the Denver days, man. <laughs> they would get down to the one yard line, first and goal from the one, and they give it to Howard Griffin touchdown. If not, if I was playing defense football back in those days, I would be pissed. You know what I mean? Because I would tight, have because you had to throw. <laughs> <laughs> you had Terrell Davis, but he was just just vulturing all the touchdowns. But back in those days, people people were playing fantasy, but not as much as they were, uh, you know, a couple of years later. But Tony um, um, Howard Griffin was that guy, man. He got himself a couple Super Bowl rings. And like I said, he's uh, doing a college um, um, uh, uh, either post game and probably pre game. But he did the halftime show. I want to say on. I want to say on is it it's either ESPN or CBS. I'm not sure. You're gonna to have to fact check me on that. But he's still out here and he and he he still got the same bald head and and, and the black mustache. He's, mm. He has not changed his swag. Not not one bit in then then in 30 years, man. So salute to uh, people like Howard Griffin. He'll be able to keep a job. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know I mean it, it, obviously he's not scrambled. You know what I mean? His head's still good, so he's still talking that stuff. You know what I mean? So uh, salute to Howard Howard Griffin. Now, that that was you. That's my guy back in the day, man. And taking away Terrell Davis's opportunity. Opportunities to salute. Oh my God, man! Yeah, but he he will give the salute too. He was he was number twenty nine. You know okay, I mean? okay. Uh, number three, this guy probably should be number one on a lot of lists, man. But this guy caught a hundred balls in one season. Ooh, put some respect on Larry Sinners. Larry Sinners <laughs> down in Arizona. <laughs> Larry Sinners, another a finesse type uh, fullback, man. He was nice, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Larry Sinners was another guy. He would be a change of pace back. You know, what I mean, he would get he would get carries too. Like back in the day, fullbacks would get seven or eight carry, but this guy would catch like seven or eight balls in a game. He was kind of like the third down back. You know, what I mean, so whoever the running back was down. There. I don't know if it was Thomas Jones or like you said, Adrian Morrell, whoever's down there. He would be the third down back catching balls out the backfield. Yeah, you know I mean, so Larry Sinners was 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 definitely a weapon back down the back down the Arizona Cardinal days. Yeah, you know I mean, so I, me- I remember Larry Sinners back in the day. We would do fantasy drafts. He'd be at the top of the list. You know what I mean, like he was he was that guy. You know what I mean, he had good hands and everything. So yes, yeah, so Larry Sinners, another uh, an- another one, another guy I liked. Uh, Larry Sinners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. This guy is more recent, and uh, actually, I think after uh, Lorenzo Neal left, this guy took over. Uh, we'll put some respect on Mike Tolbert. <laughs> mm, Mike Tolbert. <laughs> Mike Tolbert, who played for, uh, say, played for, I guess they were in San Diego, and then he went to uh, the Panthers, you know what I mean? And I think one, there was one year where I think the running backs got hurt, and he ended up carrying, uh, being a running back. He had like mm-hmm. over 900 yards or 900 yards rushing. I remember that. He was 13. running people over. Yeah, he was, but he was that, he was like a little, little guy, about five foot nine, five foot ten, but about 235, 40 pounds, like a little ball, a bowling ball. He was running people over, but he was he was a very, very uh, athlete. And uh, yeah, yeah. So Mike Tober probably one of the last in the Mohicans. I think he maybe retired in 2009 or 2010. I didn't I didn't check, but I remember him being like one of the last fullbacks back in the day. You know what I mean? So Mike Tober was that guy. Like I said, he played for the Panthers. You know what I mean? Not even what? 
I, I, I think he retired maybe 2011 or 12, but he was one of the last guys that was just, he, he, he was that guy, you know what I mean? So Mike Tolbert, more of a recent guy, but Mike Tolbert, he was one of, I, I liked him. I liked his game. And stuff yes, like sir. He, he'd be a running back. But my number one, this guy's probably not going to be on no one's list, you know what I mean? No, no one probably even knows who this guy is, you know what I mean? But just because of his name, his name just solidified fullback. We're going to mm. put some respect on Sam Gash. Sam Gash. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm pretty sure when he came on the football field, what's your name, son? My name is Sam. What's your last name? Yeah, yeah go to fullback. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's just a fullback name. I mean, used to block for uh, my man, my man Curtis Martin. I used to always see just Sam Gadget lighting people up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why Curtis Martin ran behind him and putting in that work. You know Curtis, so, my favorite Martin. Yeah, man, yeah. So Sam Gadget, that, that's just like the, the solidified name of fullback. Sam Gash, man. G A S A. He was gashing, you know, just gashing folks. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I ever heard this man give an interview. I don't know if I ever heard this man uh, any any kind of trouble, but I just knew him as a fullback in his name, but Sam Gash, and th- that was my guy back in the day. Like, if if my friends picked Larry Sinners and Tony Richardson and stuff like that, I said, you know what? Let me get Sam Gash. He just seemed like a lunch a lunch pail guy. He gonna come in, do his work, and take his ass home, man. So I'm gonna put some respect on Sam Gash. That's a guy that, that you don't, no one will ever have on, on a list. You know? I, 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 I like Gash, that term, man. a lunch pail guy. A lunch pail guy. He was he he was he was that boy, man. Sam, I just remember him as a kid, like just being that boy for the Patriots back in the day. So I, I, I was I, I like Sam Gav when I was a kid, man. That's like the best name ever. That's gangster. All right. So that'll close out our first top five. Up next, we're gonna get into Have You Seen, Have You Heard. So Taylor, what's going on out here in this world? Uh, everything I don't I don't I don't know what's not going on in the world. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, yeah, something's always going on. But this, uh, uh, we're we'll, we'll gonna talk about. Uh, well, we'll we'll talk about uh, Ben Sissy Simmons first on doing the podcast. Oh my God! So Ben Simmons did a podcast with uh, JJ Reddick, JJ Reddick, and some generic white boy. I don't know who this guy is. I don't. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know who the boy is. And after after the interview, I said I want to fight the white boy. I don't know who this boy is. I've never heard of him. I don't know mm. if this is JJ Reddick's uh, 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 footstool. I don't know who this boy is. Did, did he upset you with something? Did he, he said? call him a footstool. I don't he know. Who, I don't know. Who, I don't know who he is. Who is this boy? <laughs> why he, why you want to fight that man? Because how did you get you just like who is this guy i don't know who he is i don't even they didn't they never even said his name in, in the pocket i don't know who this mm. boy is it was jj reddick with and it was, it was just basically jj reddick's pocket they never said with so-and-so like at least give the boy with you know i mean with no, his co-host no, no featuring the boy yeah i don't know it who this just, boy name it was is just some guy just, just some white boy that was just sitting there <laughs> giggling and stuff like that man i was like i want to fight him man like i don't know how he got because i want to fight him for that job like if you're just gonna sit there and just ask like softball questions why are you there but a- anybody could do that yeah, but, but forget this forget this bull we're gonna talk about the light-skinned sissy yeah you know i mean this bull literally was like they asked him some of the most the most saddest questions i've ever seen in my life first of all he gave props to the philly fans that was corny yeah you know i mean that that was i would have respected him more if he just say not nah, f the philly fans yeah you know i mean i'm gonna go out here and prove to them that i'm gonna be that bull in brooklyn but he said nah 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 philly was great yeah you know i mean i still got a condo there yeah. great experience a great experience there i said man that is so corny man like i would have respected you more if you just went to f them Philly, but he didn't say that. You know what I mean? So, and he everything was just PG. He he was dropping a lot of f bombs too, man. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was dropping. He must have dropped about. 
I think I counted about 18 F-bombs. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not going to hold you. I didn't catch the interview. I've been trying to, but I heard it's like over an hour long. So but he was dropping, I had that type of time. But the way you but. talking, the way you, but now I know he's from Australia. He was just dropping them like weirdly. Like he was like, yeah, what the, you know, like, I, I, didn't, I don't know if it was like natural. I don't know if you just trying to be cool. I just don't know. Just trying to do it for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, JJ Reddit dropped a few, but maybe like one or two. He dropped like about 18 of them and it was weird. You know what I mean? So I don't know if mm. he was trying to be something that he wasn't. I kind of looked in, looked at him as like try, not being real, but the question that they asked him about was the Atlanta series. That's what everyone wants to know. Why didn't you dunk the ball? He came up with some excuse basically saying, oh, well, uh, Trey Young was coming. First of all, Trey Young is six foot two. So I, I don't I don't know why you thought that oh, he's gonna flash in front of me. And then, then of course he threw it all. Oh, we had two more minutes, two more at least less than a minute to win the game. You know what I mean? So you're just gonna blame me. So he's still on that defensive mode about he never took accountability. So you know now he did say he should have dunked the ball. He did say that, but he still's not taking accountability of saying, you know what? Uh we got into that series. I had a mind cramp. They never asked him about just bricking free throws, being the worst free throw shooter in, in history. NBA playoffs in, history. NBA play, he never they never even addressed that. He never like he didn't address on his own. They didn't ask him the pre- the question. It was embarrassing. I, I don't know why he. I know why he did it because he wants. He, to, I guess he wants to save face. But it was a, it was an embarrassing interview. It, did, it he, made him it made him look worse than what he already is right now. He, he seems like the type of cat that would tell them not to ask him certain questions. I, I, I don't know, man. But I, I, it, it was it was just weird. Yeah, you know I mean, then he tried to say, oh well, he tried this. Lie, he lied. He, this was all cat. He said that wasn't my phone in my pocket. That was just my pants. I was like, dude, you, can you come up with a better lie? Like that was a horrible lie. Like he was just lying. Then he said, oh, when they flew out to see me uh, when I was out in L.A. Uh, why you want to come see me now? I mean, why don't you want to come see me two, three months ago? I was like, dude, like, first of all, this was like, what, last year kind of COVID was still kind of going on. Yep. You know what I mean? So maybe people were busy. People had to have surgery. So like they, everything's not catered around. He, he's still a pampered baby. Like, that's what I looked at. He's still like, he's still with people to cater to him. And then when he said he went to Doc Rivers or something like that, he said, oh, well, uh, you know, well, he didn't, he didn't really care about what my mental health was going on. But remember, the mental health didn't come out until after the fact. You know what I mean? Like, he brung that up after the fact. After the back, they did the, 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 um, the MR on his back his yeah, back yeah. was good. Said he was fine. Yeah, you know I mean, so and mental health came up after the fact. You know, what I mean, so he never really addressed all, all, uh, the stuff that, like, where did the mental health come from? He said he was going through mental health during the during the um, Atlanta Falcons Atlanta uh, Hawks series, but he never elaborated on. It. He never said what was going on. Why why were you doing this? He just and then last year, you why why you didn't play last year? He said he was walking up the steps and he hurt his back. I'm like. Bro, like I don't. I walk up the steps and I just felt this twin my back and my arm went numb. It was it was just a whole. It was I just felt I heard a whole lot of excuses. I never saw a man that said, you know what, I effed up. I wish I would have done better in Philly, but you know what I mean maybe my ego or something like that. I didn't see a grown man. I still saw a twenty six year old little kid. And then he went to the shack and he said, oh, I thought Shaq was going to protect me, and I think Shaq and and, and Barkley should protect me. You know they should protect players. No 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 no. no. Why would why no they should. Give it like it is. I'm I'm not a big uh, Charles fan. I do like Shaq, but they're not supposed to be your buddy, your friend, or your pal. They're supposed to give it to you how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what they did. You know what I mean? So he said, "Oh, one person reached out to me, and that's uh, Jason Williams. He's a clown." Jason Williams. I just seen him in the headlines recently for yeah. saying something about Michael Jordan not being able to do what he did in this era. Jason, Jay- Williams. Jason Williams need to go hide under a rock. He's a clown. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I, I, don't, I can't expect nobody to play like eight plays in the NBA. Like, come on, you crashed on a motorcycle. You crashed out. You know what I mean? So I don't. I don't oh, want to. Oh, that hear, was, that was Jay you. Williams. I Jay thought. Williams. I thought it was Jason Williams, the white boy. No, not the white boy. Jay Williams. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. But I think Ben probably said Jason Williams, but I don't. I don't want to hear from. The, I don't care. Like he was. 
it, it seemed like he still needs to be hugged or something like that. I don't, there's just no man in him. It just all just, and a lot of NBA players are like this now, where they just want to be catered to all the time. That's why there's some players I respect, you know what I mean? That they just, they just, they, 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 they get it out the mud. Like, yeah. I like a Steph and somebody like, they don't need to be catered to. Like, I'm a man, I'm a grown ass man. He still needs to be catered to. He still needs to be said, Ben, it's okay. Ben, it's okay. Ben, you need a hug? It's okay, he, Ben. He still needs to be asked five times a day if he's okay. Is that, ben, you want to put your feet up on the thing? I know your legs probably, like, that, that's what he's <laughs> Seems to be he needs to Ben Ben you want some um you want some you want some, a little lemon in your water or something like that man I that, he seemed like a big baby like uh, and I'm that's probably how he was raised and that's probably how he feels he's going and I think the girl that he was supposed to be um marrying she divorced uh, not divorced him she, she cut skated? it off oh yeah she oh. skated because she probably looked at like yo why is this a grown ass man why does he need to be catered to so much I can't deal with this I need a man you know what I mean so he still seems like a grown ass baby I don't know how it's gonna go in Brooklyn but. I don't know. I, I didn't like the interview at all. I'm not one of these people that just uh, uh, ride tip as soon as I see an NBA player come out and talk who doesn't really talk at all. You know, I'm going to talk right now. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to get answer. He didn't answer any any questions. Like I just I just felt it was it was, it was an embarrassment. He made he looks worse than what he is. And salute to Shaq for firing right back at him on his podcast. He says, "Not my job to cater you, son. I don't care if we went to LSU or not. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to make you be. A, he said, I don't care if you don't like me or not. And don't be saying I'm a hater. How am I a hater when I'm Shaq, I'm I'm a freaking Hall of Fame. Who I, who are you to hate on? You don't have what I have. It's, it's, a, it's, it's Shaq's responsibility as a great in the game. Yes, to want to get greatness out of the people that he sees play now, especially people that he believes can 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 bring it. And Ben Simmons is a guy who, in his first couple of seasons, they agreed. Uh, anybody would say that he was a good player. Yeah. Especially defensively, especially out on the break, pushing the rock, making decisions, passing the ball. It's just certain aspects of his game that he just. Is dropping the ball on. He 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 was talking like he wasn't the first overall pick in the NBA. He was talking like he was the thirty second or or the twenty ninth pick that kind of caught a little kind of little lightning in the bottle, got good, and then kind of went. He was talking like, dude, you're the first overall pick. When I draft somebody, when a GM or whoever drafts that first, you're supposed to be the the franchise changer. You're supposed to be able to do damn near everything. We shouldn't have to ask you or hey man, are you are you sure you want? We shouldn't have to do that. They didn't have to ask um you know Akeem Olajuwon or whoever who uh. Shaq, hey, man, can you get bigger? They just did it because they knew that this is what I sacrificed my whole career to be the first overall pick, and now I am the first overall pick, and now I have to prove to everybody that I'm good and I got to stay good. He seemed like he was always shrinking away from stuff. I wish he would have said something like that, but yeah, he'll yeah. never say anything like that, but that was just, that was the whole, oh, whole have you seen, have you heard? That, I just thought that was weird for him to just kind of like nonchalant just brush it off. Oh, you know, he just blamed everyone else. He kind of was taken in. He would try to yeah, my fault. But then he would go to blaming everyone else. Uh huh. I thought I just thought it was bizarre. Yeah, you know I mean it's bizarre, but thought it was weak. Yeah, but it, it was weak, and I don't know what he's gonna do. He 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 even lied about the group chat stuff. Everything that was it was just petty stuff. Like why is it? Why are you hiding? Yeah, you know I mean, and then you're on the sidelines with the crazy character with the um with the with the outfits and stuff. With the like outfits that. on. But you're saying you got mental health problem, but you got fifteen thousand chains on your neck, and you got the Louis Vuitton brand new drip on. Like, bro, you, you, your stuff is not coinciding with you're saying and you're posting up near uh, your Lamborghinis and stuff like that like it, it's just not making no sense <laughs> to me so uh, I don't know what's wrong with that kid Ain't maybe he is going through some mental stuff he thinks I think he already thinks he's a great player already like and he hasn't achieved anything he uh, he, he, he actually said during the end pocket oh yeah well, I was I was locking down Trey I mean nobody nobody didn't want to talk about that like Dude, man, y'all lost the series against like the fifth, the fifth uh, seed or whatever it was, and y'all was the number and one. And they should have won. Y'all should have won. Should have won. You should have won. Yeah, you know I mean, like I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, you know I mean, he never really addressed them, Joel and B. 
as as a, as a person. And uh, of course, he wouldn't address that because yeah. they got issues. Yeah, and he didn't really address. He, he, the only time he addressed Doc was was about that practice when Doc kicked him out of practice because he was being uh, uh, you being know weird weird. But he said that. He said he didn't feel right playing. And then Doc was like, uh, okay. And then he said on the first play, he said, Doc said, get in right now, which is, Doc is a coach. That's what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, Doc was trying to test you to see, is this guy going to be a man? Is he going to be a little boy? And you proved to be a little boy. So. I have heard Doc is a little hard on his players. As he should be. The NBA's not easy. It's hard. You know I mean? He should be hard. I would rather you be hard than soft. You know what I mean? I don't, like, I'm not the biggest Doc River fan, but I was, I said before, you guys said, he's going to get, he's going to basically expose he, he's Ben gonna Simmons. He's going to push it. He's going to push it, and he pushed him out, and Ben Simmons Pretty is where much. he's at right now with, with Steve Nash and him up in the what's name, and now he's, the, what, the, the fourth or fifth best player up in Brooklyn, which is pretty much what he is. But yeah. when you're the number one overall pick, you're supposed to be game-defining a uh, franchise uh, uh, changing. You know what I mean? When you yeah. get a first overall pick like a LeBron James or something like that, or uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or whoever was who else was the first overall pick. Shaq. Man. Shaq, Magic, and stuff like that. These guys were number one overall picks. You know what I mean? Changing had, the franchise. Yeah, you got to change the franchise. You didn't do that, sir. All you did was, was change your maxi pad, which is what you, sound, uh, you was talking Ooh. about. You was talking that sissy talk, man. Get out mm. of here, man. Yeah, Called him but, Sissy Simmons, but, yeah, but I, I will say for the record that I, I do believe that they can have a pretty good team in, in Brooklyn if everything oh, comes yeah. together and everybody's healthy. Having yeah. a healthy him, healthy Kyrie, and a healthy KD on the court at the same time is is, is kind of crazy, kind of yeah, scary. As, yeah, as ball players, yeah, I think he fits on that team. He, he fits very well because now he can guard the best player. Where now KD and Kyrie can kind of you know back off of stuff like that because he will do that, but he's got to figure out his role. Is he, are you going to be a point guard or are you going to be that stretch four where you're grabbing rebounds stuff like that? So they got to figure out how they're going to use him. He did a claim, uh, uh, no, not claim. He did say that he was going to shoot threes. So we'll, we'll, we, but we heard that before. My man, I, mean? I don't need you to shoot threes. Just shoot the ball. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know what I mean? But that definitely kept Just saying. Just shoot, I, period. I, I, I do everything else very good. I mean, what more? Why you want me to do that? I do everything else good. I lay the ball up. He, he was just basically making excuses to say, basically, like, I'm fine the way I am. That's basically what I saw yeah, yeah. through the whole uh, pocket. I, I'm fine the way I am. So that was pretty much the heavy. That was the only one I really wanted to talk about was okay. just Ben Simmons just – it, it it was I don't even want to say it was weird. It was kind of expected, but it was sad that he just he hasn't learned anything after the, the tumultuous uh, year and a half that he's had between the Sixers and now with Brooklyn, and now he's uh, about to uh, get back and train the camp some teams this week. So I thought that was weird. All right, all right. Well, that's have you seen, have you heard? So we're going to move into the common sense space and staying in the NBA. Our mm. common sense space discussion is going to be circled around the head coach of the Boston Celtics, one and only Ime Udoka, mm. who has made headlines for uh, his suspension from the team because he had a consensual situation going on with a female staffer, and that is uh, frowned upon in the Boston organization. I think that's uh, generally not really looked at as something you should do in any organization uh, as far as professional sports, but we, we, we know stuff goes down. We know stuff happens behind the scenes and yep. people keep it hush-hush. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be our discussion this week about Ime Udoka, who uh, pretty much got caught dipping in something else. And we all know he, that he uh, has been dating Nia Long for a long time. So she... Uh, has been in the, the news recently as well about this situation. How, how did it get out? Who released the story? Uh, I think it was the Celtics organization. Boston, exactly. Boston released it, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was bizarre, but, you know. Yeah. But Probably trying to get in front of it and, you know, that's act, what happened act, when you don't act like they're on top home. of it. He, he didn't bring that ship home. 
And now it's like the same way with R. Kelly. He don't got another trapped in the closet in him. He ain't have another picnic song. And oh, he, no. lost his prote- <laughs> he lost his protection. And, and they trashed him. Well, he lost his protection when he when he slept with the VPs. That's what it was. They didn't care that he slept with the chick on the staff. They didn't. They knew about that back in July. So they was like, all right, we're going to cover it up. But once they found out, well, they, that's not how it was found out. The VP's uh, wife, <laughs> well, the VP, he felt his wife was doing something shady. You know mm. what I mean? <laughs> the, the, this the, the VP story. of the team? The VP of the team, mm. his wife was doing shady. And so he had, he had hired a private investigator to follow his wife. Mm. Well, he followed his wife and... He, yeah, she was cheating, all right, <laughs> with the with the same man that was having an affair with the other girl. So, so my man was Ooh. was dipping his stick twice. Oh, so that's that's what, what happened. Yeah, 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 that's what it came down so to. So he, yeah. he was messing with the wrong one. Yeah, lady. with two chicks. So the that the supposedly it's the black chicks on on the um staff. I think she's like in her mid forties. She's a cute girl. I don't know if it's her, but yeah, I saw they're, her they're picture. To she, say she's Al- all right. Allison Feaster, who is married, she's married. She she's the only one that they said it could be. Exactly, and then the v, the <laughs> VPs um um. I forget. I don't even know his name. His wife, you know what I mean, was was dipping her stick in, in that Udonkas, in that Udonka uh, uh, dong, or whatever it is, whatever she was doing. She messing with him. So salute to that man for not smashing, not one, <laughs> not two, but three different females and getting his team to the final. This man's the goat. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why people was mad at this man. I was like, this man's amazing. Get, get this man back to Philly. I mean, he, how many how many chicks was he smashing when he was coaching here? Probably about seventeen because he was the assistant coach here. That's a lot of stress to handle at once. My my man did it and, and got his team to the finals. Yeah, you know I mean? man. And and he just got there. What last year? He only been there for one year. He that just was his got first there. season with the team. You do that in one year, brother. That's amazing. No wonder they're not going to fire. They said, man, we got to keep this brother. This bro- I mean, yeah, we got to expose it. Yeah, you know I mean, because we want to get in front of it as opposed to someone else bringing it out. Yeah, behind us. So that's kind of why I think they did that. And yeah, they had, they had a right to do what they did. He's going to get his. Uh, he's he's got to pay a fine, so he's going to get paid. But they're going to take money from him because. That they they have a right. Like a lot of people was mad at the ball. I'm not mad at them for for exposing this. Like, dude, you're you're smashing two chicks. <laughs> I mean, like we no, gotta no, get. No, no, sir. You just said three. Uh, oh, I'm I'm counting uh-huh. near long too. That's three. Yeah, three, that's three, three, three that we know of. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. they want to get in front of this just in case. <laughs> we just saw having Deshaun Watson where the chick was coming out and coming out and coming. So that's why they just said we're gonna suspend you right now. You know what I mean? Just in case other chicks come out. You know what I mean? So man, this is some. Geraldo. I don't know. It is. It, it, I it, love it, though. I love it. I thought it was great. <laughs> Taylor's here for it. Mm-hmm. Man, it's... I thought it was amazing. Man, it was sl- sl- slanging all that pipe. You know what I mean? You know I mean, you uh, got to watch that, out. That's, you, that's why they was hating. Yeah, yeah. They, they was hating because this light <laughs> got there, and he was sl- sl- slinging that sl- sl- slinging that Udonka. <laughs> oh, no. You know what I mean? Oh, you know no. I mean? But he, as I said, he got caught. You know what I mean? And he going to serve his time. I don't know what's going to happen this time uh, next or probably in June or July. Do they want to bring him back? <coughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah, right um, now he's just suspended. Right now he's just suspended until pending whatever. So I don't know what he's going to Is he going to have to go to uh, to a cheater's rehab? I don't oh know. You know what I mean? like, he's not married. You know, he's not married to Neil Long. He's been with her for damn near 15 years. They got a son together. But she I wonder how it's going to look for the Celtics next season and who's going to coach. Joe Ma- Ma- Malzano. Ma- 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 oh, he, is he Malzano? an assistant now? Yeah, he, he's, the, he's, the, he's the coach. So he'll uh, be the interim. Uh, Yeah, interim. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, some little um, – he played for uh, West Virginia back in the day. 
uh, it was West Virginia. Um, he's a little, little little guard. I remember him during the finals years ago. Yeah, during okay. the final four years ago. So, but he's been on the assistant team. I think he actually coached, coached the summer league team. I think he's about thirty four years old. And it, it's funny people heard the name. They thought he was white. He's black. Oh, okay. What would you say the name is? Joe Mal Mal Maldano Malzano. It's got a lot of Z's in it. It sounds like some Italian white man. It does. It's a it's a, it's a black right. guy. It's a black, he, but he's mixed though. Yeah, you know I mean so. And th- this is not like a Mike McDaniel situation. Who? Mike McDaniel. <laughs> Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Dolphins. Oh no, no, this guy's a brother. He's a okay. brother. He's he's mixed just like Udonka. Udonka's mixed too. Yeah, mama's white and daddy's from um um Nigeria. You know what okay, I mean? a, a Nigerian scammer doing what he's doing. That's the what scammers. Niger- that, that's what Nigerians do. They come up in there. They tell you oh, we're gonna get you this. We're gonna they hit you with the flips. They tell tell you we're gonna we're gonna take this five dollar put it into this thing right here. They gonna get you forty five dollars. They want to get you this gold chain. That's what he was doing up in Boston. Yeah, you know I mean, but he got caught. <laughs> flipping up, flipping over multiple chicks, man, brother. Yeah, you got you got you got to relax, man. When you he was flipping something. Not all jokes aside, when you had a leadership uh, role as a coach, you can't you can't do that. Yeah, you know I mean, like I know you can do whatever you want to do on the outer skirts and stuff like. If you want to see chicks on the on the outer skirts, maybe they found out he was doing it on on their premises. Maybe that that never mm. came out. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying, but not you, up in the office. Yeah, but you can't be the head coach of the team and and out here you know, chasing tail like like some like some 22 year old or something like that. You're the leader of the team so it just looks bad so i'm not mad people are mad i'm not mad to Celtics for like sitting him down you know because you're doing too much you gotta yeah, relax no, yeah, yeah. you're doing too much man. that's that's a fact we don't mind the coaches there but now you didn't you don't know you up and you upstairs with us to hit smash some else's wife brother getting down with the vp's wife yeah, man. Like, come on now brother, what are you doing man we got to slow this down before it gets too because they could have easily like i said covered it up he said well i'm getting away with this i might as well keep it keep it moving i might as well go to the owner's wife you know what i mean because i <laughs> i mean I, i'm a handsome black man i'm a mid my mid forties, huh? Yeah, you know I mean, uh, I, I can get whatever. You know if, I, mean? if I can get it, I can get it. You know I mean, I got Nia Long. Don't know, be every, mad. Everyone's lusting over this old woman. Yeah, you know I mean, I got her. You know, mm, I mean? I, you know what I mean? So you know, he he know what he got, and she know what he got. She ain't going nowhere. Like, oh, leave him and go with J Cole. J Cole. J Cole is married with a woman. J Cole is married and has been married for a while now. And I saw his girl. His girl looked better than Nia Long. Shoot, I saw I saw J. He, but he hides her. He don't really put her out there like that. J Cole you know be I mean? in the cut. Yeah, he got Un- t- unless he's bringing out music. J Cole chilling. Yeah, he got two kids with that. Stop with all this these fantasy uh, uh relationship. Stop. And Nia Long, she's she know what she got, and she been new. This is not nothing she found out. Just like she knew, she knew because she was trying to move her. She was trying to move up there a couple weeks ago. They were just house shopping two weeks, two months ago. So she knew everything was going on. Salute, salute to him. He he told her the truth. Mm. He told her back way back uh, uh, months ago, so she knew. All right, it wasn't like he was lying. You know what I mean? And, and salute to uh, Stephen A. Smith for checking. Uh, I'll, I'll finish up with this. Checking that that loser, that rat. Uh, what's her name? Malika Andrews. He checked. Mm. She's a clown. Maybe you're not messing with Malika. Well, that's that's right. Taylor Taylor has never really had no love for Malika. She's corny, man. Like she was coming at him like he was taking the bull. He she he wasn't taking. Uh, when Stephen A. Smith was talking about this, he kept saying, "Why not fire him?" He never blamed. She was trying to make it seem like he was blaming a female. He never said that out his mouth. And I actually I don't watch first take like that, but I watched this segment with yeah. with you, Duncan, because it just came out. So I wanted to hear them talk about it because it was fresh. You know what I mean? So anytime you have like something that happened a night before or something, you got a script. You know what I mean? 
but right now this was kind of fresh. So she was trying to make it seem like he was taking, he wasn't taking the bulls. He was just saying, he was actually saying y'all should just fire him. You know what I mean? Why yeah. are y'all still working? Yeah, he never said anything about the female. He said, he said, and then he also said, this goes on all the time. So what makes it so different from now? Here she come out, her mouth talking about, and Stephen A, you're blaming the female. He never blamed the female. He checked her real fast. First of all, he didn't say the B word. He said, first of all, you're on my show. You're going to close your mouth and listen to me. Mm. That girl, that girl old enough to be his daughter. Why are you talking to a 53 or 54 year old black man like he's some child? So salute to Stephen A for, for checking that little rat. What's wrong with her? Mm. She crazy? Hornball. She don't even know nothing. All right. Well, that'll be this week's edition of the Common Sense Space. So we'll move into our second top five. And it's inspired by uh, rapper slash actor. Well, he's not a rapper anymore. He hung that up and, and just pretty much is, is doing the, rap, the uh, acting thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Donald Glover, creator and star of uh, Atlanta, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. He has a birthday today. So in honor of that, we will be listing our top five rapper roles. Now, once upon a time, uh, back in season two, uh, we did do our top five uh, rappers, actors. Yeah. Rappers who act. Yeah. So this one, we're just going to do one particular role that a rapper was in uh, that we enjoyed. Our personal favorite. Exactly. Not the best all time and stuff like that. This is our personal favorite. You have a problem with it, then make up your own list. You know what you can do. Yeah, man. I'm tired of y'all saying, oh, the list. This is our list. The list is wrong. You, you, you should have added this. You should have added put that. Your own do list. your own damn list. Yeah, put your own list up. We'll post it. You know what I mean? We, we got respect for all the fans out here, but this is our list. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so at number five, I'm going to take it to a guy from the city of wind, Chicago, Common Sense. Yeah. He was in John Wick Chapter 2. Oh. And he played a character named Cassian. Yeah. He was the bodyguard for uh, one of the high ups, somebody who uh, had a seat at the the, the table. Uh, What was her name? Gianna D'Antonio. And uh, John was uh, summoned by her brother to kill her. And uh, he got up in the catacombs, went up in the back, and, and got her up out of there. Mm. And Cassian, who was played by Common, was trying to hunt him down to get him up out of here. They had a couple of solid fight scenes. And ultimately, as it always goes with John Wick, he killed that man. Mm. Left him with a with a knife hanging out his chest in the subway train. Mm. John Wick, he, he don't have a problem getting out of here. That, Not that's at one all. Thing. Yeah, the movies I watch, that's what he do. If you go up to John Wick, he will give you that smoke. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Common Carter, he told him if he takes the knife out, he's going to bleed to death. Leave the knife in, he's going to die anyway. So yeah. enjoy that. Hold that. Yeah. I like Common in, uh, what's that movie? The movie was terrible, but I thought he was good in um, uh, Smoke and Aces. I liked him in that Okay, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty solid. Yeah. When, he, when he rescued Alicia Keys yeah. after she had gotten... Shot up in the hotel room. I forget, I forget his name in that movie, but I, li- I liked him in that movie, though. Yeah, he did his thing in that movie. Yeah, Common, yeah. Common can, can get down on the screen. If I'm not mistaken, that may have been his first acting role. I think that may have been his first one. I think so. Way back in, like, the late 2000s or something like that. Yeah, but he, he's come a long way. He, he'll, he'll do about a, about a movie or so, about two movies a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's had a couple roles. Mm-hmm. So, number four, I'm going to take it to more of a comedic role. And that's going to be the West Coast song Snoop Dogg mm. in The Wash. Mm. He played D-Loke, who was a guy that, that worked at a neighborhood car wash, and he kind of had things, you know, locked down <laughs> the way he wanted. He was he was taking supplies out the uh. back. He was doing his thing, and he put his man Sean, a.k.a. Dr. Dre, down with a job there. Huh. Let him stay at the crib, and Sean started acting a little funny when he got the assistant manager's job. Mm. 
So D Loke had to had to remind him, like, listen, man, you owe me rent money. You need to give me them chips with dip. No, that wasn't the funny part. When when, when Dr. Dre tried to come in and try to check. The, the car wash detective. It was like boss, boss man got you on the camera stealing, stealing supplies. All right, bro, Jack, who is you? You the car wash detective. I got you this job. Yo, man, he, he was actually funny. Uh, D Loke, um, nigga was coming he, in late. He had the shorty up in the in the crib. Hey, Doctor Dre I got did. A dental appointment. <laughs> Doctor Dre had the shorty up in the crib, and, and Snoop was playing the music all that. It was like he turned it down. Like, this ain't the Snooty Fox Motel. This is the <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we told him when he got the food. I don't only get drinks off that mother <laughs> So you told me that's a that's, that's a roast truck, huh? E- eating that bullshit. <laughs> he, he said, well, what's wrong? He didn't he burped. <laughs> you only get drinks off that <laughs> Yo, he, he was funny in that <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Snoop. <laughs> Put a strap on you just, just right now. now? <laughs> <laughs> Niggas about to pull off. <laughs> about to leave him to yeah, get Yeah, the smacked. car start ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. When the bull rolled up on him for the weed, he's like, "What you got for me, man?" He's like, "I," he's like, "I got all this, and I give it to you for eleven hundred." He's like, man. I'm not I, gonna, no, I thought, he, I thought he said like $13,000. He, like he said something outrageous. 5000 5, 5, 5, He said $5,000. He said I got $200 for you for that right now. And I, get, spend and I give you $100 for that. <laughs> I think he said $600 or something like, like that. He's like, meet me around the corner and we're going to take care of that. How you go from 5000 to $600? <laughs> he was really trying to up in the price on him. My man said I rode all the way from Hoboken <laughs> on his scooter. On his Humboldt scooter. County. Humboldt, Humboldt County. County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, hold on, this is my last one. <laughs> the lotion's right there next to the bed, in case you feel the urge. <laughs> After they messed up his situation with the female and, yo, and she left, yo. Snoop Dogg walked out with the two chicks. <laughs> Get the lotion, in case you feel the urge. How you gonna ruin his stuff and then leave? You leave with two chicks, like, yo, you could at least, yo, meet me outside. You know? My man was like, what my, happened? My, my, my man trying to get some bun, y'all. I meet y'all outside. This man, yeah, that, that was crazy, man. Messed up the whole rotation. <laughs> the water, the water's all, I'm not going to repeat that scene. That was crazy. All that <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't got to be like that mother. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, we going to go to your house. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that, was, that, was, that was funny for Snoop. That was hilarious. Absolutely, absolutely. And number three, I'm going to take it to a more serious role, and that's going to be uh, Most Def, a.k.a. Yasin Bay, in 16 Blocks. Mm. He played, played a character named Eddie Bunker. Mm. And uh, he was in pretty much the whole movie. He was... Uh, a, 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 his character was a little bit off. He had, he had something going on with him. and He, he was a little slow. But he uh, witnessed some stuff that happened. And uh, Crooked Police was trying to get him up out of here. And uh, Bruce Willis was trying to save his life and get him to the courthouse so he could testify against them. Which coincidentally would have been testifying against him too, because he was a part of the stuff they was a part of. But uh, he decided he wanted to get his stuff together. He was a drunk, mm. and uh, he he had to get my man sixteen blocks, and it was very difficult. But uh, you know, you gotta watch the movie to see how it turns out. But I, I, I the, the the cop like tr- uh, traded on um uh, traded on um uh, Bruce Willis character, right? Something like that. Like in the middle, something was going like a trial was going on or something like that. Yeah, it, it, like, it was a trial going on, and they was trying to have somebody to come in. The movie's damn near twenty years old. You can they, they was it. trying to have somebody come in to corroborate the story. Yeah, and uh, the boy uh, Yasin Bay was the was the witness. So, yeah. um, 
They sent Bruce Willis to pick him up, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to get him to the courthouse, and the police is trying to kill him. And uh, Bruce Willis actually was involved in the same stuff they was involved in. Yeah. So ultimately, he let the kid go, and he just testified against them himself. Mm-hmm. I got you. But that that was a solid role, and I, I think Yasin Bey did his thing. Yeah. And he's he's been in a few movies where he he's he's delivered. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a, he's a solid actor. Uh, I just saw him recently. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while, but I saw him recently on something. I guess he was with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he was on the Drink Champs, Drink Champs episode. Yeah. Him. Uh, and Talib Kweli yeah. and Dave Chappelle, they was up in Ohio, and uh, and Nori and uh, DJ EFM made the trip up there, and, and okay. they they did their thing. I, I watched that episode; it was pretty solid. Okay, all right. But uh, for a dude that you don't see, you know, doing too much in the way of, of media and interviews and stuff, it was good to see him uh, out and about. Salute to most deaf and his white girl, his white wife. Ooh. Number two, I'm gonna take it to a name that uh, I guess I feel like it would be pretty synonymous with a list like this. But it's going to be the one and only Tupac in Juice. He played Roland Bishop. And uh, pretty much followed a group of young uh, young African-American kids around, uh, what, what was they in Harlem yeah, in that Harlem. movie? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they was trying to run the neighborhood and do what they was doing. And uh, one bad tragedy turned into a few bad tragedies and... and Tupac started feeling himself too much, so he was trying to get people up out of here. He was gunning motherfuckers down. The and wrath, the wrath, the wrath of the strap. Yeah, man. Riverside mother, all that, all that. All that. <laughs> Run, running people down. He wasn't <laughs> playing no games. Nah, man. He, he was going through some bullets, too. I was I always realized, like, you, you, that was a 22. The bullets run out, brother. But, you know, <laughs> I guess for him, I guess he was get, 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 getting, you know, after he robbed that money, I guess he was get, getting more bullets from sweets. Yeah, he was going to see sweets. Yeah, I mean, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me get some more. Let me just throw them in this paper bag. And yeah, just let me get the bullets, and, and we'll, we'll call it square. <laughs> Tupac is Bishop. (laughs) (laughs) Queen Latifah was also in that movie, so salute to her. Yeah. Another rapper, actress. But uh, I got to give it up to Tupac in the role of Bishop. Mm, we got to go out there take them out and so, what he say with that whole scene he's up in there man we ain't sh- man you're my effing problem <laughs> that was hilarious yeah we gotta know we gotta let them know that we ready to take them out whenever we feel like it you know what I mean or whenever we want whenever we want yeah you ain't you ain't about to be dead your damn stuff he was getting it in man I feel like I'm on a goddamn track team yeah, Pac, he, he showed his ass in that role. I'll give him that. Yeah, he 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 was that bull. Absolutely. Stole the movie, damn near. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of his coming out as as far as acting. That was his first first one. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a I'm a round out my list with number one, and uh, he's come back onto the scene pretty recently after a well publicized uh, debacle in 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 a very well known situation. But it's gonna be Will Smith, Philly's mm-hmm. own. And uh, he was in a movie called The Pursuit of Happiness, mm. and he played a character by the name of Chris Gardner. Yeah, that that, that movie I, I watched it a couple months back. That made me cry, man. No, that's a good. That's actually a pretty good. I like that movie. Carrying around that goddamn computer. That was yeah. oh, no, it was a computer. Or was it a phone? No, it, it wasn't. The cell a, phone. It wasn't a phone. It was like a. It was like a a, a a medical device. Yeah, medical device. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to sell them yeah. while staying at a hotel. Got put out the hotel. Was in. Someone else's house, then he had to sleep in that damn uh, in, subway in the bathroom. bathroom. And that was crazy. It, yeah, yeah, he had he, he was uh 
trying to study to be a stockbroker. Yeah. Old raggedy ass wife left this, him. This chick left him. Exactly. Yeah, old like, raggedy bum. What's her name? Tandy Newton, that bum. Tandy Newton, yeah. He's, yeah. he's running around with his son. Mm-hmm. But remember the bull that kept saying he owed him money. He paid him back, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, man, Chris, I'm going to get you that money. He paid him back. So when he's, once he started getting money, he started to like cover everything that he messed up. Not they messed up on, but everybody. Uh, everything moved. he got behind on. Yeah, then he started getting yeah. things together and, mm-hmm. you know, things turned around. And his story actually ended out really well yeah, yeah. after the movie. Yeah. I thought it was a good They wanted Denzel To play that movie first But I thought Will Smith Did a good job In that movie That was dope Him and his yeah, son yeah. yeah That's that's a memorable movie Yeah yeah. So that's gonna do it For my list And I'll pass it over To Taylor So he can list off That was number his, one it, Yeah that was number one Alright now okay. So he can list off His top five Rapper roles In movies mm, uh, my, my, You just made my list I got a ratchet rules I got my, I got, I got ratchet list That's fine We got polar actually, opposites Those are actually Good performers And Taylor got A whole list Of ratchetness <laughs> <laughs> I mean, What's the, going on, I mean, I mean, the, first, the first one is Earl Simmons and Belly. <laughs> Ooh, DMX. How, how ratchet was that role? Tommy Buns. Oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Buns was a live wire. <laughs> now say sorry, because you hurt my feelings. <laughs> this nigga serious? <laughs> yo, man. Like, yo, he like, every, the, every, the, like the, every time he had to yell, I was like, yo, I'm feeling this. This nigga is crazy. The, like, the, the, the scene at the table. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the two young niggas. Oh my god, Stan Smith and the other boy. That was terrible, man. <laughs> chill to y'all bitches chill for some of y'all to get shit. It's like, nah, it's bitch nigga. I was like, yo, man, why you and he was Oh, you gonna let him talk to you like that? Instigating. It was crazy, man. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Yo, yo, I'm around the corner. I'm about to hunt the mother horn a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yo, it's like, yo, dog, it's three in the morning, three. What? He said three, three in the morning, nigga. I'm around the corner. Yo. <laughs> and it was funny when T Boss came and I I think Buns is around the corner camped out somewhere. Nas is terrible as an actor. He's like, all right, I'm gonna answer. <laughs> His intensity didn't match DMX Joe. Someone did, yo, man, the, the motherfucking feds hit us. For real? For what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nigga, what you thinking? Like, he was he was so hype. You know I mean, Nas was just so lax a days ago. Yeah, yeah, he was but so he was relaxed. like, yo, yo, we gotta go to Lindy. You know I mean, I make a phone call. It's crazy. There go Keish right there, man. The like, Keish. He go, Nas. We gotta call her, man. <laughs> like <he> just, <laughs> his intensity. That's why the movie kind of wasn't a good, but it's a, still a hood classic. But I thought DMX did his thing. Man. I thought he was, he was really good, man. Re- really, really good, man. Yeah, X carried that movie. Yeah, he carried that movie. Huh? What's your name? What's your some type of coach? Or something? My name's uh, Roger. <laughs> uh, other than my man in in uh, I forget what the town was. Even I think somewhere in Ohio. But the boy, uh, the boy with the banana. Oh, the, the, the bull from Nebraska, the mm. to retire Tyron Smith. <laughs> Check this shit out, nigga. <laughs> niggas around the corner. This nigga from New York. Slim major weight around here. I don't like that shit. I don't like that. Had to drop a dime on that nigga. That was terrible when he was driving. <laughs> yo, man, you just you ain't just bring that motherfucking red. Yo, man, I'm out here tri- driving, smoking weed. That's what I do, nigga. I'm untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> just, everything was just hype, man. I said, all right, DMX, for your first roll, I can't give you that, man. That was that was that was dope, man. That yeah, dope. that that that's a good one. Yeah, you know I mean, but uh, Taylor, he got to go to number four. This is a this is a, another ratchet role, man. But MC8, man, and, and Menace to Society, man. I, <laughs> come on, nigga, you need some help. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's only role I need for him to do. And then and blew the ball's back out. I was like, this, this nigga's terrible, man. <laughs> man both y'all can shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like all my stuff is curse words. This is this is this is. I, I got a ratchet list, man. But MC8 and uh, even though he didn't have that much, he was like the old head. But he probably wasn't that much older than him. He's probably like 24, and they was like yeah. 19. He was the old head of the group. Like how's ah, he the old head? You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he's like 24 years old or 23 or something like that. But yo, Kane, what's up, nigga?
nigga. Was, man, man, that bitch alone. Like, uh, MC8 was just great. Even though he didn't have any, like, uh, historical lines, but he just he was just basically just in the movie, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just, just being the extra boy. But he was, he, 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 he was that boy in that movie. He, that, that, he was just one of my, he just made me feel good. Even though the movie was just some shoot him up, bang, bang, nigga, die slow stuff. He's <laughs> in the movie, you know what I mean? Kind of give you that, that, come on, nigga, you need some help. That was crazy, man. He walked up to the boy and blew his back out with, with the Desert Eagle. That was crazy, mm. man. Laying people down. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. So uh, we're going to put some respect on Ice-T in New Jack City, man. We, we, all we, right. We gotta Number three, Ice-T. Ice-T. Ice-T did his thing, man. Tracy Morrow did his thing. I, I'll give him that. You know what I mean? He Scott, did Scotty. Thing. Scotty. Yo, man, what's up with this Scott, white Scotty boy? Scotty Appleson. <laughs> yo, yo man, I thought he was really good in that movie. That's still one of my favorite movies back in the day is that movie. But he really did have to switch over and be, you know, a gangster and stuff like that. So it was a good movie where he played a cop kind of in the first half. In the second half, he had to be, you know, be, be with, you know, <laughs> Mr. Washington. Old man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he did a good job, man. But when he got down that stand, my man Christopher Williams came to the club. Yo, man, I know this guy. This dude is five Mr. Washington's five <laughs> Like, nigga, you, it took you this long to figure out <laughs> that this nigga was 5-0 at, at this moment when the police is outside ready to run down on people. But I, I love well, 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 this Dred Clot, Bumper Clot to the, to the, uh, off the court. Yo, and, if he, and if he says anything, lullaby his ass. Yo, man, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, Ice-T in that role, um, but this is for my mother. Like, I, 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 just, thought, I, just, I just thought he did a real job, a really good I'm job. I'm going to shoot you so bad, my, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> you know what I mean, but yeah, but I, Ice T, that, that's that's my guy in uh, New Jack City. I mean, all right, number two. Now I wanted to do a tie, but I'll mention it later on because this performance was really, really good. I actually just watched it this morning before I and I put this list together, and just so happened to be on. I got to put some respect on LL Cool J and In Too Deep, man. Mm, as God, God. Dwayne Gittins, his man Frisco. Yo, man, T, hold it back. Yo, T, if you don't hold this back straight, I'm going to break your fucking jaw. <laughs> bop, bop, boom. Yo, hold the back. <laughs> Yo, like, the, he was really, really good in that movie, man. Like, the, you look at the LL, like, you know, he's a nice guy. You know what I mean? Do the rap. But in that movie, you believed that that nigga was a drug. Like, he was crazy. When he ran down on, a, on, a, on um, what's her name? Nisi and the Bull. They're going to Nisi in, this, in that bitch. Come on, we're going to run down. He ran down and got out the car and was, and was grabbing her by the head while Omar F was trashing her. Mm. And then had the nerd to get back in the car. And they go, oh, come on. What's up with little man? Oh, he just probably with his diaper. Come on, boo-boo, we are. Like, the, the change of the, of the mindset of him beating down to people, putting a gun in a woman's mouth, and then going, oh, my, my, my boo-boo, oh, my, we're going to take my boo-boo around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, like, L O Cool J, that was, like, one of the most underrated actors as, you know, as a drug lord, man. I, I yeah. love L O Cool J. In that movie, I saw that with my dad in the movie theater, you know what I mean? That's, we that's a classic. He was, he was great, man. He, my man killed his best friend on, on the pool table, man. Yeah, Frisco. This nigga, man's trying to get at my baby mom. Yo, man, I, I mean, I was drunk. Now I'm drunk over revenge, mother. I'm like, oh my god, man! Stuck the pool table, uh, cool, cute, uh, stick up my man's uh, uh, boo boo shoe. Think, think about it. Think about it. Salute to my man Shaheen. <laughs> he was in the movie. Yeah, you know I mean, I wanted to nominate him, but these are some great performances I remember. Yeah, you know I mean, you ain't like, no uh, cop, Jay Reed. Yo, man, you a sellout. <laughs> that, that, that might be the best part of the movie. <laughs> you ain't no cop. <laughs> ain't no cop, Jay Reed. No you a sellout. The way he yells sellout when he was in the car. That was hilarious, man. Yeah. I got to give it to uh, L.O. Cool J. In Too Deep, that was that that, that was a really that's, good performance. That's, that's a great I mean? role. Him and Omar Epps, you know what I mean? He, was, he acted his ass off in that gentleman. Being, the, you know, the drug kingpin in Ohio coming from the, the east coast of Jersey or something like that. So that was, that was a good role. Yeah. But, but number one, it's always going to be uh, Cameron and Peyton Fool. Come Ooh, on. 
Niggas get shot every day, B. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You get tough, your man right? a thermometer. You tough, Some right? chicken soup. I know what float ate, boat. <laughs> <laughs> nigga had the chain. It was all wrinkled up. That nigga's going. That nigga's not, 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 He's not coming back. Not coming back. I laid the murder down game. I laid the murder game. down game. The murder game down. That nigga's no way fucking with us. I was like, damn, Ken. Like, that can't. Like, I remember when I saw that. I said, like, damn, that came out of nowhere. Even I was like, damn, nigga. Yeah, he, he, he turned up right there. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. Yo, man. But, yeah, but Cam has, has come out. Uh, in interviews and said that he at that point in time he really wanted that role yeah. he really wanted to do that pulled, pulled and he, he pulled a real strap at, at, at the audition yeah. and they told Cam he had to chill that's his only role I mean he's been in other generic movie but this I, th- that's a rememberable role that was crazy that, that was a crazy oh, you, you, role you're not gonna huh? talk about Killer Season that was, that, was, that was too ratchet that was too ratchet I kind of felt he, he fell back this was actual acting and of course yeah. the guy that directed Peyton Fool is from Philly the boy Charles Stone III so I, that's just it was just one of the and like I think I told the story for me and my dad were driving around trying to find a movie in theaters we gave up but maybe like two months later it came out in theaters me and him watched it together and I watched it with my friend and we was all like yo this, this movie is amazing like why, why is this movie not like a half hour like somewhat longer like Scarface because the movie was actually more 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 goes it, it, on it, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. There, was, there was a little bit of time in between when he found the, the, the boy that died and when Mitch got shot there was more time in between but you know Dame Dad they probably had a budget and stuff like that but I thought it was a really really good performance by Cam he, he did his thing he stole some things from of course Wood Harris and Makai Fiber, who were already seasoned actors at the time but they let Cameron do his thing man that that was crazy man like I, I thought that was a, a very good performance man by Cameron so what's Cam the point Ryan, of having soldiers he, if you he, can't he, use them can use them you know what I mean like yo man yo, who is this Kermit the Frog that's, that's nigga, why I'm me that's why I'm Rico <laughs> yo, the way that, but that was crazy because he heard he he felt that his man needs some help. Yo, who is this Kermit the Frog ass nigga? Get this nigga just throwing a blunt at me like yo, man, get out of here, man. Like, in, in, in the club with the bathrobe on. Yo, man, that yo, yeah, I, Cameron did his thing, man. That that was one of my favorite performances I've ever seen from a rapper, Cameron and Peyton Fool. That, yeah, that's my, Cam that, killed it. He, he he did his thing, man. So that that that's my guy. Um, yeah, Cameron. Okay. Cameron Giles. All right, all right, all right. I, I got well, I got one honorable mention. What you got? I got a black man. Now, first of all, Michael Myers, he's 0-2 against rappers, so I got to put some respect on my man Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes? In, in, in Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers stabbed him in the shoulder, but he didn't kill Buster Rhymes. Nah, Buster survived. Rod yeah. Digger survived. Rod, Rod Digger was in um, another movie, but he, but L.O. Cool J, which I was going to tie, but he wasn't really in that movie. He was in an H2O movie. I think Michael Myers maybe sliced him in the arm, but salute to L.O. Cool J. He's from Queens. He just laid on the ground and waited for that white man to leave. He was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, so salute to those two uh, two veterans. They, uh, they, 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 Michael, Michael Myers can't kill no brothers. You know what you, I mean? you right. Rod was in another movie. She was in uh, Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't die in that one. Exactly. Know? You put rappers in movies, you, they, they don't get killed. Nah, you know I mean? <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not Buster Rhymes. Yeah, you know I mean, not, not, not the Buster Rhymes that we know. But I thought he was doing good in there. I think his name was Freddie or something like that in that movie. He was fun, and he dressed up as Michael Myers, and he told Michael, "Yo, go upstairs, man. Take your ass upstairs, man. Get out of it." Then he pointed at his head. Yeah. Are you stupid or something? Get up there. Yeah, yeah, and Mike yeah. Myers turned around and walked away. went back away. upstairs. I don't know how. Um, uh, he had to get his head cut off. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, well, he did cut his head off uh, about five minutes later. But, <laughs> but, it wasn't Buster. But Buster Rhymes said, hey, man, go upstairs. You stupid or something? Kick your mother. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. I'm supposed to be doing the Michael Myers gig. Not you. That was hilarious, man. It was funny as hell. He left. Well, since, that's one of my favorite performances. Since, since you're bringing up instances where rappers were in movies where people got smoked and they survived, I got to salute LL Cool J for Deep Blue Sea. P was getting eaten by sharks. Oh, yeah, he was the chef. LL in that was joint. the chef. Yeah. 
who loved the Bible and loved his bottle. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They, I remember like in the, he was like off. He like they were someplace else. He was like in the I don't know where he was at. I guess in the kitchen. Yeah, he, he was in the galley the whole time. Yeah, and, and, and they, he, they they was moving around and he came out. Yeah. for whatever reason and found out what I was going he, on. I thought he was food in that movie. I thought he was going to get killed because the, yeah, the way they were putting him off, I was like, he ain't gonna live in this movie. But he, 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 he almost caught that smoke. Yeah, he got there, but he was he was right there. Yeah, you know I mean he, he stayed to the end. Yeah, you know I mean salute to LL. He must have a, y'all not gonna kill me in no movie. I don't, I don't know if he's ever died in a movie. I don't I don't think he has. I, I don't think so. LL said, listen, man, I'm the man. You know what I mean, ladies love me. Y'all can't kill me in this movie. I, I, can, I can stay alive. People got to see this, this handsome face. You know yeah, what I mean? man. So, so, so to, to James Todd Smith, man. That, that, he's the man. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our second top five. And we're going to close out this week's episode with T's thoughts. So, T, what you got on your mind? My, I'm, I'm, this is funny how... I, my teeth thought was James Todd Smith, man. He had to check DJ Academics coming at like dust. What he call? He called the rappers. He, he, he dusty. called uh, the, the the guys from back in the day that the forefathers of hip hop dusty. What 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 academics don't know is, and we just talked about it before with the animal. When you get brand new money on some brand new like brand new like hip hop is a brand new hip hop is barely fifty years old right now. I think it's gonna be fifty this year. So they didn't know what they were doing. So when they got that money, and they were signing those crazy deals. They didn't know what the hell they was doing. Now we can look back at it now and be like, oh, they got jerked. They got Grease, but he was basically mad the Dusty Rapper for not for, for calling Dusty Rapper. Yeah, they got Grease. Yeah, I mean they didn't know what they was doing. These are kids fresh out the project, fresh out of high school, or, or, or mama don't mama got one sofa in the house, and that's where I sleep at, where all my brothers and sisters is. is they don't. So when they get a check, they're going to sign it. It's easy to say right now, have a twenty twenty site like, oh yeah, y'all y'all got jerked. I mean, it's easy to say it now because we have the information. But back in those days, back in the eighties, they didn't have the information. You know what yeah, I mean, so you can't call them Dusty. It was still a brand new thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't know. They can't guide people that you know, now these rappers, now they can guide the rappers that come after them. But back in, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, of course they were signing 360 deals. They didn't know they was giving away their publishing. They didn't know yeah. that when they was giving them all that per diem and stuff like that, that was going to come back and haunt them, you know, in the long run. They didn't know. You Speaking know I mean? of Cameron, Cameron sold away his publishing when he signed his original deal yeah. because he wanted to buy a car. And he, yeah. he didn't realize the he significance of it. Somebody told him, like, Cam, you're bugging. Don't sell your publishing. He they said, I need know. this car. They didn't know. They had no clue. So I, 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 anytime I hear this, it's easy to say, yeah, they messed up. But it's easy. But it's e- they did not. They had no. They. I'm pretty sure they were going into those contracts with no lawyer, with with nobody, with no probably a manager. But the manager was probably a nigga that worked at Burger King or something like that. Like it wasn't like they had professional help. You know what I mean? So now that these rappers are signing deals right now, and most of these guys are basically generating all types of money off of the internet and stuff like that. Maybe now they can pass it down to people underneath them, but. They, you can't get mad at rappers back in the day for not doing what they're supposed to do. Now, Russell Simmons, yes, he did sell Def Jam. He sold it like over. He he sold it. He sold. He just sold. Just gave it away. I don't think he should have done that. But at the time, when you were getting presented a check from a company for like 119 million or, what, or whatever it is, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna take this money and I'm gonna flip it and do something else. So you can't yeah. get mad at the people from back in the day. The, the 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 what the the, the MC Shans and the uh, the Melly Mel's all those guys yeah they look crazy right now they teeth they don't have no teeth but you know what I mean but back in those <laughs> days they didn't know they didn't know that, they, that this was going to be a thirty or forty year hustle they had no they had no clue you know yeah. what I mean so I don't like him just basically downplaying the hip hop these guys are pioneers they're the, they had to you know they had to walk so these kids can run right now so yeah. Young Thug and and Kodak Black and all these people can go out here and and go crazy yeah maybe they did 
not teach these guys? Well, maybe they did. We're trying to tell them, but well, some of the young niggas be like, "Oh man, that's, that's an old nigga." You I ain't know trying to hear what you talking tra- about. Sometimes that happens. You, you know had what your mean? time. You had your time. It's my time now. You jealous? You know what I mean? You want to see? You want to be me? So I don't understand the whole the the nine. But like I said, salute to LL for like basically addressing it and um you know basically saying what it was. Checking that young man. He checked him. Yeah, he checked him. But I always was a big LL supporter because LL owns that record. That I'm not record the um the serious um uh, rock, rock the bells rock the bells but he owns only like 48 <laughs> or 49 percent he gave five percent to like Roxanne Shantae Grandmaster Cash all these people that probably got jerked back in the day he gave them ownership state and not like two percent or less than one he gave them five percent into the into the um the, into the, the company the show, yeah yeah so salute to LL Cool J for giving back trying to get back as much as he can you know what I mean because he's still eating all he's still eating off hip-hop yes he definitely is then he just host, he used to host the Grammy for years and stuff like that you know yeah what I mean? he's so, hosted a couple times yeah LL Kool-Aid is a great you know what I mean so that's all I wanted to talk about uh, was the uh, you know the whole the the, the the dynamic between older rappers and younger rappers stuff like that it was it was a different time back in the 80s. They had no clue what they were doing. They had no clue what the hell they was doing. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying there's always an A side to a B side. You got to realize that a lot of those kids, they didn't know what the hell they was doing. They just saw something. Oh, okay, this the rap might be done next week. But but they give me a, a check for $500,000 and they keep my publishing. Take that. Uh, I'll take the $500,000. I can boo my mama. I can get I can get my get my dad some bail money. I can get my my, my little brother in some nice clothes. They didn't know. They had no clue. And they went through it. As, 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 as they should. They smoked. Smoked it away, sniffed it away, tricked it off, and had a bunch of baby mamas. But you know, that, that, <laughs> it happens a lot. It just doesn't happen in rap. It happens to the best of us happens, and the worst of us. Yeah, it happens to a lot of people. So you know what I mean? It's it's more of a story. You just can't say that they're dusty because they didn't they didn't guide the young man. You can't can't say it. just there's more of a story to it. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week, season five, episode four. We appreciate everybody for checking in and checking out what we had to say, what we had to talk about. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four, Y-O-U. Look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Podbean, Samsung Podcasts, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. Don't forget to look up sleepersforyou.com if you have not already done so. We will not be uh, getting the episode out to y'all next week because we got some business we got to take care of so we'll be back with y'all i guess two weeks from now but um y'all be safe out here enjoy uh the 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 free time that you get and that you have in between working your job taking care of your kids and everything else you got going on tell anything else you want to say to the people nah man uh appreciate appreciate y'all appreciate y'all for listening man thank y'all appreciate it all right anything else you want to say to the people deuces All right, all right, all right. Well, we love y'all. We appreciate the love and the support. Like I said, stay safe out here. Water. Considered, but I'm living.
thriving and growing, fighting the pole instead I'm with it. Striving to know who died for the lowest, don't you get it? The industry hopers try to control us, I ain't with it. I got me a goal that's highly explosive with my wife and my baby. What I'm writing is weighty. Call me S.O. or Bevenberg, they nighting me lately. Stand where the light is, feeling lighter, delighted, and maybe I'm getting grown. Nothing wrong with Bible and Baileys, I open up the text. Got my mind closer off the edge, goes the architect. I ain't gotta go to your connect, I gotta go direct. Him and I, through the sun up. 